Hi, this is Eli from the Magic Highway Podcast, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. podcast my name is austin today i'm joined with your boy chris and uh so uh, george isn't feeling so well right now so we're we're playing it safe we're letting him have his time we're making sure that you know he's free and clear of the rona which hopefully he doesn't have you know speaking from experience it's not very fun uh so we're not in our normal recording space tonight so please bear with us but we are here to bring you the first episode of the uh the 12 days of podmas what the hell is the 12 days of Podmas, you ask? Well, we're going to watch Christmas films, and we've already watched one of them, and they're about Christmas because it's like that time, it's like the end part of year where I think, like, I, I don't know if, like, they're, like, I don't know what numbers are, right? So I don't understand calendars. They have something to do with numbers. When it gets cold out and it's all, almost Santa time, then people watch these movies. So we're going to cover them. Yes, we are. Uh, so first, though, we have some news. Christian, do you mind to uh, give us the headline of this of this uh, news that we have? All right. My Aussie bros, I'm really friggin' sorry, but Australia has banned hentai. Yep. <laughs> I didn't believe him at first when he told me that I looked into it. And uh, yeah, on Vice World News, this is Japanese hentai, not just Japanese hentai. Hmm. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So if you have Australian hentai. Bye. I always thought like hentai was like a, and like you could say by extension anime, I thought that was just a style of drawing. Yeah, but they're probably just trying to do it to, to appeal to the weebs. So the weebs are like, what do they know about Japan? Can I, can I do some Korean hentai? Is that okay? <laughs> uh, so it says that the comics are now regarded as illegal pornography following fears of child porn being brought into the country. Okay. I heard that, and I was like, "Wait, wait, aren't they drawings, though?" Type of shit, but yeah, I, I see the sentiment. Okay, they're not, they're not as maybe they're not as up to speed as other cultures like us. Yeah, they're not real otaku's like us. They don't like children. Okay, j- just kidding, just kidding. All right, everybody, it was a joke. If the CIA is looking at this, it's all it's satire, all of it. And anti is good though. God, that, that's not satire. <laughs> Uh, so it just says that the authorities are, are cracking down on the importation of it. Yeah, if you're in Australia, torrent of that shit, get some NordVPN on there. Or, oh, we're not even sponsored. That's so fucking tacky. Hide your connection. Go to the library. I don't know. Go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the library if you download cheese pizza or hentai there, you know. So do it while you can, Aussie bros. So it also includes uh, bestiality and sexual violence as well. Ah, see, they're always trying to hide those details into those laws, you know? It's like, oh, just hentai. Now I can't watch horse stuff. <laughs> well, uh, so obviously we'll try to track that and follow it as, as it gets more serious. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think really we really have any news to cover. No, so that uh, I could think of. Yeah, we can get into our, our movie, um, which we had the privilege of watching Scrooge. It was a 1988 American Christmas comedy film starring Bill Murray. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's one that you hadn't seen either, right? Nope. I had not seen it. So, uh, we basically like, we like Christmas movies and we wanted a, a good funny one. We basically got the recommendation from our parents, honestly. Like <laughs> the other day, my mom was like, oh, have you ever seen Scrooge? It's one of the funniest Christmas movies. And your dad was like, oh, yeah, it was. It's funnier than Jingle All the Way. It's funnier than uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon. Uh, so just to go into a, a brief synopsis of it, uh, Bill Murray is a film executive who is basically just a giant asshole. I, I can't say any simpler than that. He's just a giant asshole. Yeah. Um basic premise of the movie is like, haha, we're gonna we're gonna do the uh uh cr- a Christmas carol. Is that the name of the original story? Oh, I don't remember. Uh well Ebenezer Scrooge and he's visited by the ghost. He's like an ass he's a rich, you know, asshole. And uh he, he's visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. So then by the end of the movie, he you know, Tiny Tim gets to eat or and he becomes a good person. It's the Bill Murray version of that. Except I just, I don't know. It just felt way more chaotic. It did, and I liked it. So um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Uh, so I guess a, a, a byproduct of us doing so many episodes a month is the episodes won't quite be as long, but you'll get more of them per week. Yeah, it's like, so, you so, know, we're going we're gonna to like kind of edge you along, you know? It's like, <laughs> uh, 30 minutes. Mm. You guys can see the face that Chris is making right now. That's pretty great. Um, but so we'll we'll jump right into it. Uh, you know, a couple of uh, noteworthy people as it has uh, Bobcat Goldwaith. Very funny. Which had, one was that? Uh, Bobcat. That's the dude that got fired. Oh, okay. The, so the, I, I, I tuned out. Yeah. Uh, then we have my girl, Karen Jane Allen, which you might know as Marion Ravenwood from Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's the main love interest in this film. So, uh, just a couple of people, you know, people you might know. Um, so, Christian, please go ahead and tell us, you know, what you liked about it. Hmm. Well, um, it's kind of like you know, like everybody. There, there's a million versions of this story, right? So it's like, it's like Cinderella or something, where there's like a million. Everybody ha- has to have their version, right? in 80, 80 different ways this one this is the best version of this story i've seen um part of it was because it's kind of modern like it's not like 2000s modern but it's a little more modern it's about a, a tv network yeah it's, it's 1980s modern so yes t- you know <laughs> i don't know when the original story is written but it's a little more updated okay um they got cars now yeah they got horseless carriages okay cars I make it sound like it's in the damn 20s. <laughs> but uh, right off the bat, Bill Murray is just this. They, they spare no expense at making it him like this hilarious shithead boss, right? Um, One of the first scenes is like a board meeting. Like they put together this whole play that he demanded they do. And they're showing him the like the, the promo for it. He's like, terrible, terrible. And one of the the one of the people on his board who's bobcat right yeah um which and, and oh wait wait hold on this calls for a sidebar derailing the whole fucking conversation i never knew who bobcat was right people mention <laughs> this guy it's like oh something is vaguely funny about him i now know why he just talks really funny yeah that's his that's a, that was like his whole thing 
and I like it. Like it's kind of <laughs> like you know, like kind of like a stupid person talks, and like ah, you know, they kind of talk kind of stupid. Like it's that, but like up to eleven. So it's he's that, but the OG. I guess yeah, maybe it was all based off of him. I just missed that fucking the missing link in our culture, right? Right. So uh, the one that guy's fucking hilarious, but we'll get to that later. You know, Bill Murray. Uh, fucking Bobcat tells the executive Bill Murray, who he's you know he's a big man in charge, basically. Oh well, you know, uh, the you don't like the the promo, but it's getting a lot of views. People are people are really interested in watching it. So Bill Murray, being as you know trite as he is in his position, okay, he uh he's like oh okay, and then when he turns back, he fires him. He calls security. He's like I uh, have his locks changed and get him thrown out of here. And it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. So it's like the the typical Scrooge move, like, ah, I'm gonna fire you on Christmas Eve. Um, and you know, it's super hilarious. And uh early on, what was one of the funny scenes you remember, which just painted in your head, ah, Bill Murray's character is this asshole. If you could remember. Oh, um There is there's quite a few. When he was doing the gifts, I think. Uh, when, 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 when his secretary grace was, uh, was, uh, he had to figure out what gifts to give to his employees. So his, he has a system grace, his, his secretary reads the list of employees. And for each name, he either says towel or VCR. Yeah. VCR. <laughs> uh, so it's like, here's the nice kind of nice gift. And here's the, like, I guess somewhat cheaper. I, I kind of like you gift. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that was really funny for me was when he was profiling Grace's son on the set. Yeah, like, okay, okay. He, his character is an asshole, right? A total Scrooge lives up to the fucking, lives up to the, the archetype, right? He racially profiles a child. <laughs> Grace is a black woman. It's his secretary. She brings her son, her, like, he's like four or five or something. He's super young, brings him on the set. And uh, Bill Murray's character goes on the set of the play that they're filming for the Christmas special, sees the kid, thinks he's a criminal. He's like, ah, I should take you down to the down to the police station. Well, he, he, he didn't questioning. He didn't, so the, the plot behind the child is he hasn't talked since he watched his dad get killed five years ago. So he was like, oh, they'll get you to talk down in downtown at the police station. <laughs> so like he was already a shithead. He racially profiles a child. So there you go. Just so you know. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like, oh god, Bill Murray, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You were saying his speech sounded kind of like Trump, right? <laughs> yeah, towards the end, he just like Bill Murray's character is so like he's just chaotic. He just kind of just go. He he like, oh, I'm I'm angry. I'm just going to continue to be angry until like literally like Newton's laws, like until something acts upon me and then I can't do it anymore. That's the whole story. You just. You just explain the whole goddamn story structure. <laughs> okay. So, you know, he's he's a shithead. Then uh the ghosts start coming. Um the ghosts of Christmas pass. What did you think of him? I thought it was Bobcat at first and then I realized it wasn't. I, I don't know what actor that is. I don't know, but his teeth bugged me. Yeah, his well, uh, which I liked, which I'm like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. He's like this like he's like this delinquent unwashed motherfucker basically yeah he so he's just a taxi driver and he just like basically kidnaps him and uh so and, and he you know he's just like uh you know east coast stalking guy really uh 
you know, what what do you say? I just the way he talked was very funny. Uh, so his name is David Johansson, and he is an American singer songwriter and actor. He's best known as a member of the se- uh, seminal proto punk band, the New York Dolls. McFucking what? This yeah. guy's a musician. Yeah, he he also is known for his pseudonym Buster Poindexter. That's very interesting. Um, I wonder, I wonder when his like music career happened. Was it before this movie or after? You'd think before, right? Probably like both. Because yeah. the picture that they show of him is like, you know, pretty recent looking. So that character, he, I think he was he was definitely my favorite of the ghosts. He had the most personality. Um, you know, he gets in the cab and. Uh, fucking Bill Murray tries to escape the 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 cab and like he's pulling the damn handles off the door and <laughs> and he's just in the front seat laughing, lighting up a like a nasty cigar. He's like, "Hey, do you mind if I smoke?" He was like, "Smoke, drive." And uh, he you know he he has that shit eating grin when he scares the shit out of Bill Murray and you see his nasty like brown fucking teeth. Yeah, it's kind of gross, but that was interesting. <laughs> uh, so what did what did what was like your favorite moment of the whole movie? Like what was what was something that just sticks out? Uh, you want a favorite like like a favorite scene? Sure. Um Okay, it'll be like a favorite section of the movie maybe, I'll say. Okay. So, you know, um his name is it's Frank Cross or his full name's like Francis Xavier Cross. That doesn't matter. Frank, he's a guy. He runs a fucking TV station. Last third of the movie, he's seeing these ghosts, so he's losing his mind, bro. He's becoming more unhinged of a personality as it goes on. Like the the ghost of uh, Chris, the 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 ghost of Christmas present. I couldn't understand the thing she was saying the whole movie. I couldn't either. She had this like like I'm speaking in a fairy accent. You understood that maybe if she said it, you could understand it. Okay, but you know the story archetype, so you know what she's trying to say. It's like, oh, here's the present. Whatever. So it worked. The only thing funny about her was that she beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that was pretty that's pretty funny. Um, but I remember she she hit him in the head with a toaster. Okay. So then when he was transported to like the next scene, he's like, That bitch hit me in the head with a toaster. <laughs> like he literally said that. I didn't like exaggerate the fucking quote. Yeah. Around that point. He was fucking unhinged, bro. Like everybody's looking at him like he's running around on fucking PCP. He's causing chaos in the in the studio and on on the set of this play. You know, he's and just watching everybody react to him, you know? He he's going on about the ghosts and you know, all this random shit. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, he just he kind of just went off the deep end. Um for me, um one of my favorite scenes was the end where Bobcat is trying to kill Bill Murray and he's just, just like losing his mind, but he walks and goes, Hey boss. And just like shoots around into the ceiling. Okay. That part. Our, Bobcat's character was already funny and it was already a running gag. Like they'd show, they, they'd flash the screen. It, uh, they, they'd flash back to him like through the movie and show something bad happened to him. Like, Oh, he loses his job. So he becomes an alcoholic and he becomes homeless and, all you know, it's like haha, you know, terrible shit's happening to this employee who got fired. And then he comes back to kill Frank near the end of the film with a d- fucking he has a double barrel shotgun 
walks in. He's like, ah, you fire me on Christmas Eve. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and the funny thing is you didn't even like exaggerate the way he talked either. Yeah, I'm very impressed with his his voice. Well, I guess that's what he's like really known for is like his eccentric, you know, comedy. And then um, I, I really like his character arc and then how it plays with Frank's because uh, fucking he helps him like kind of hold the, the, the set of the play hostage. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the control room with the gun. So he finally tells Bobcat, ah, he, he comes back from seeing the, the, the ghost of Christmas, Christmas future. future. And um, he's this demonic motherfucker, but we'll get to that. Um, he comes back and then Bobcat's still pointing the fucking gun in his mouth. He's like, ah, you're about to die. Bobcat's character comes in and he's like, okay, I'm going to kill you now. And it's funny because Frank just saw the, the ghost of Christmas future and he's like resolved now. He's like, oh, I'm ready to do good. I'm back in the real world. And like the comedic part is Bobcat still has the fucking shotgun at his face. So, but then he starts going all crazy. He's unhinged. Like I told you, Frank's unhinged. I mean, Bobcat is too, but Frank is more unhinged. Frank like starts hugging on him. He's like, oh, Bobcat, I love you. You know, shame on Elliot, me. Elliot. For, yeah, okay, Elliot. Thank you. Yeah, I would have just kept calling him Bobcat. Um, he's hugging on Elliot and, you know. He's like, oh, I'm going to hire you back and you'll have double your salary and I'll get you a nice office in the building. And he's like, you want my office? He's like, no, I don't like your office. <laughs> yeah. 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 Elliot's like, no, I don't like your office. And Frank, Frank does this like laugh like he's offended, but it's OK. Kind of a very unhinged laugh. Oh, yeah. Frank screams and laughs in an unhinged way so many times throughout this movie. He'll just go <laughs> or something like that. And nobody else knows what's going on except him so they just have to look at him and say i'm gonna stay away from that guy because that scares me i like yeah, that it, he, people were thinking he went off the deep end big time um so uh and you know and then at one point he has elliot hold up the control room of the play with the shotgun so that he could like have the cameras pointed at him so he could like say a message to the world and he's like, oh, I'm better now. And everybody should love each other. And, and then, like you said, uh, a very, uh, very uh, soulful speech he was given there, um, akin to certain leaders. Yeah, I so he he says uh, he talks about his brother and he holds out like a, a picture frame that I guess he got him for Christmas. He goes, look at my brother. He's a very nice brother. And I was like, that's that's like Trump. To a T when he's like, ah, look at look at this uh, panel over here. They're very they're very wonderful. Even down to the way he held out his hands, he's like, he did the thing where like he gestures with one arm, and then kind of holds it out, like, like, oh look at my brother. I have the best brother. Everybody knows it. <laughs> I said that, and then sure enough, the rest of the whole like speech that he gave it was like, oh, that's that that's that's Donald Trump. All right. Yes, but it was a nice, it, almost opposite of that. It was like a very nice speech. Like he's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna. You know, you should all be spending time with your families and it's Christmas Eve and we're all going to love each other. And it was it was a very nice moment of resolve for him. Like, like I said, he was at his most unhinged, but he was doing the right thing. And the whole moral of the thing was like. He was a person who had the power to, like, cause like a good change in like in the world and make things like good from his position. So then he resolved. And he's like, oh, I can. And so he does. It's a very nice moment. Yay. The end. The end. Bye. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. 
so before we get to the rating, um, I thought this was a pretty good movie. Um, definitely, definitely entertaining. You know, definitely pretty damn funny. Uh, Bill Murray's character was just like pure chaotic energy at its finest, like just chaotic neutral. I was like, what is this guy gonna do next? Yeah, like you couldn't expect any of the any of the jokes or things that happen. Like I'm like, oh, that was fucking. Please excuse my son. Um, I liked when he he they're showing the ghost of Christmas present. They show his brother's house. Um, and his brother and like his like wife and like their family or whatever, and they're playing a board game. They're playing like a trivia game, and like it's all TV questions. So Frank, in his backstory, he grew up watching a bunch of TV, so he knew all the answers. The question was, and 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 he he's like he can't interfere with them because he's in the the like. Like the the ghost of Christmas present was like transporting in there, so he just gets to watch them, but they can't hear him or see him or feel him or anything. They're playing the trivia game. The question was, "What's the name of the boat that took them to the island on Gilligan's Island?" And I believe his brother said the SS Mackerel. Yeah, mackerel, like the fish. Which he's like, "Oh, that's so easy." How could Frank is like, "How could you get that wrong?" Before he even got to that point, I like how he goes. It looks like a beer commercial. Yeah, in the in his brother's house. Okay, this movie's a little bit older, but that joke definitely like played off well. His brother's house are just sitting around, you know, sitting on the couch and on the floor, all bundled up, playing a having like a family moment, your picture perfect family moment. And Bill Murray's character Frank says, Oh, it looks like a beer commercial. Which I haven't seen beer commercials that look like that, but I know I look at that and I say, That could be a Coke commercial now. Right? Or an Apple commercial. Or and say, oh, your family will, your family will love each other and have a good time if you buy Coca Cola, <laughs> Apple products. Speaking of Apple products, I just got this this Magic Mouse, and um, the like guy, the one from Ratatouille. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's an Apple. It's obviously it's an Apple Mouse, and I got it, you know, for for my MacBook and my iPad. And I was like, and the guy was like, yeah, um, this thing it takes like batteries and there's a recharger for it and i was like what I, th- I thought it took two double a batteries so i get there and i thought i thought they like made their own proprietary double a battery but no they didn't they just wanted you to buy their charger uh yeah that, that that's so like okay this isn't just apple because other companies do it i hate it when they make a product and then they make an unnecessary thing like it's like oh we could have used batteries but here's a special thing that you can only buy from us that costs three times as much lithium as the normal battery thing. Like uh, Sony did it for a while. I remember back in the day, you know, we used to be playing that PSP or PS Vita or PlayStation 3. Exactly. Right. And or PlayStation they're, 5 or PlayStation. Well, nobody's playing the PlayStation 5. Yeah. They're fucking scalpers half them all. But fuck them. <laughs> okay. Sony's going to make more and those motherfuckers are going to bite the dollar. Okay. They're going to have to bite the thousand dollars they're trying to sell it for. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Those motherfuckers, they could have just used micro SD cards for their handhelds, but they said, nah, we're going to make a special thing that works the same way and you can only buy it from us and it's really expensive. I think the PSP wasn't like that. I think the PSP used a regular one, but it was the Vita that you had to buy the proprietary one and it was like $100 for like 16 gigs. Okay. Yes. And it's, okay. Brief history. This is a a way off beat, but the PSP used the Memory Stick Pro Duo. It was... It wasn't a regular SD card. It was only for certain Sony products. So it was like the PSP and some of their like cam camcorders used it. 
and it's like yeah we could use an sd card but fuck you and then the psp vita invented a new expensive stick you have to buy anyways back to the to the yeah. movie that we had watched so uh kind of give us uh if you can a little bit of your rating okay uh, we're back to pineapples now we're not on grapes this oh episode. yeah because we're not mandalorian Oh shit, we we've been on that that grape that grape vibe for a minute now. And don't worry everybody, Mandalorian, like we're going to continue to cover that entire show. Yeah, we're just going to give you some holiday uh cheer right now and then we're going to keep talking about the Mandalorian after we do that. Um so this is a pretty good movie. I was impressed. All the jokes were super funny, like and there were some different types of humor. Sometimes it was like slapstick, sometimes it was dry. Sometimes it was just Bill Murray's character being like super unhinged. I liked all of it. It was one of the funniest Chris, like for just a comical standpoint, one of the best Christmas movies I've seen. Um, really creative play on the, the, the Scrooge story. I'd probably say like, uh, for Christmas movies, like a 4.3, maybe 4.3. Well, you know, as we out of five pineapples, as we wrap this up, and I I give my rating. Um, it was good. It was just uh, I was expecting it to be a little funnier. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what I expected. Maybe I was just anticipating too much. But uh, I give it a solid like three point five. It was good. It was a good movie. Uh, Bobcat I thought was the funniest part. Okay, yeah, I I mean Bill Murray was definitely it. funny. Like when he's dousing imaginary people in water, and oh, <sighs> real quick. So he he's seeing like hallucinations because it's the ghost playing playing like tricks on him and he sees this waiter on fire so he goes and douses him in water and he goes oh sorry i mistaken i mistake you for uh richard Pryor." and the dude's a white guy <laughs> yeah like richard Pryor. like i, I don't know and, and that's that's part of that like we have that like that that ghoul modern mindset where like just random whatever is funny if it doesn't make sense that hit the fucking spot him throwing water on a random guy and just his excuse was oh i thought you were richard Pryor." <laughs> that was great so uh overall i would would you recommend people to watch this for the holidays for sure i would too um great great movie it was like i said it was really good it was it was nice to to watch it wasn't like oh god here comes this movie let's see what happens i, I want to talk about the nipples real quick oh my. okay because that was fucking <laughs> funny okay i don't want to spoil jokes or anything but they're putting on this stage play and it's like it's like it's it's and they they are telling like the the original like scrooge christmas carol story but it's like this really over the top stage play version like the you know tiny tim is some like like an acrobat or something yeah, like some gymnast and um there's like these like these like model like dancers that are somehow part of the whole thing and uh, they have kind of some kind of skimpy outfits on um, like like a one of them is like a low cut like black top, right? And one of the dancers, you know, she comes up to one of the guys in the set and says, "Hey, uh, this is too short." My, you, my it wasn't nip- that. It was the lady who's in charge of censoring. Okay, okay, yeah, it was the censorship lady goes. You could see her nipples, and and it was like, and I and I, I thought like they were just gonna mention it, but they show this woman, and you could see the top like third of her nipples like <laughs> poking out the top of the top and i'm like oh my god and bill murray's like it's fine and bill murray's like they're probably gonna want to see the part of the nipple <laughs> like even though it was obviously a mistake like oh uh, and i'm like wow like 
which obviously leads back to the character Frank is just this crazy unhinged motherfucker. But uh, that that was also a joke I very fondly remember. Well, I you know I think we can both agree this is a really good movie. Um, we can't wait to to watch the others for the rest of the twelve days of Podmas. Yeah, people tell us tell us the good Christmas movies so we could watch them. We know some, but we want more. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, there will be much more to come this month. And uh, from Christian and Austin and George in spirit, rest in peace, George. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we hope George gets better. But uh, until next week, guys, take care.